0: Tonight, all the Edgar Allan Poe stuff that Mike Flanagan had to show us. We are very excited to talk about his new television show, and we have a couple opinions about it. Tonight, the fall of the House of Usher on the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show.
0: Hello everybody, welcome to Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. I'm Joe. Hey, you've got Matt here. What's up guys, it's Jay. Justin. Yeah, and tonight we're going to be talking about the fall of the House of Usher. This is a new Mike Flanagan show, came out in October. Uh, we did watch it when it was on. Uh, it just took us a little bit of time to get together and talk about it. But, um, you know, every year he's put out a show and every year it's been, you know, one of the better shows uh, out there, especially for Halloween season. This is no exception. Now, uh, this one is very uh, as you can tell by the title, uh, Poe influenced. It's a little different than the things he's put out before, especially last year, uh, which I wasn't a fan of. I know I know a few of you guys like that show, but uh
2: Midnight Club. I fucking yeah. hated it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anyone that liked that show. And I said I don't know anyone that liked that show. I personally like about it. Yeah,
3: no, I, I thought it was uh, I watched it, but beyond like the first. Half an hour of the first episode, I didn't really like it.
0: But this one, I think we all kind of feel the same way, and we, we liked it quite a bit, So, um, and obviously enough to talk about it. Now, I think this is his last show, right, Justin, on Netflix? Is it's it his, his last show? Netflix show, yeah. He's uh, he struck a deal
1: with Amazon now, so uh, he'll be doing his stuff over there.
0: Yeah. Is it supposed to be the same kind of thing, or is it supposed to be... Uh, well, he's got like, an, an overall Gunslinger deal for... Thing.
1: He's, he's got an overall deal for you know limited series uh movies things like that um I, i'm not entirely sure what exactly his plan for the gunslinger is right now because he's he's still working on uh another king adaptation for uh for amazon so they're doing that first and then i, I would assume he's probably going to be moving into dark tower what is yeah that? uh offhand i cannot remember uh okay. i'm actually looking it up now
0: so it, is it going to be like october like horror movies slash shows and all just on amazon is it are we gonna get the same thing or is it going to be something
1: that's the impression that i'm getting or basically it's going to be the exact same thing but on amazon
0: okay
3: he probably just leveraged i mean he's been huge and growing and growing and growing but i'm sure his contract wasn't reflecting that and he probably tried to renegotiate and leverage one deal against another and amazon came up big you know and i think we're still going to get the same content as viewers because everyone's got netflix and everyone's got prime so it's not like oh shit i have to get a new service ultimately it's going to be more of the same great content hopefully a sequel to midnight club
0: uh yeah yeah dusk dusk
1: uh so- so what he the thing he's working on right now is the life of chuck
0: oh yeah my favorite Stephen king book i've never heard of it <laughs> uh
1: it's 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 not even a book it's like a novella um it basically follows ah, a female book <laughs> <laughs> it a... basically follows um like the life of this like one guy named charles or chuck um
2: and like which one is different it just life. <laughs> well hey, confusing everyone so Jay, uh where are your glasses I took him off. I can't. I couldn't do it.
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe that's why I stopped listening to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I hope it's the same. You know, I I look forward to his shows uh, for October after the last couple of years now. It'd be weird Mm -hmm. to not have that. But to be honest with you, I think if any streaming service like should be the priority, I think it would be Amazon. Like if they were able to just get better stuff, because everybody like yeah with your account. You know, and everybody has an Amazon account, so I think that it kind of makes
2: sense that you know, if 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 one was to win out, like it would be that. Yeah, Amazon is just going to monopolize the world eventually. So they just don't have great shows, right? All hail now. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> they really, they really don't. I mean, I they had a couple the, decent ones.
1: The well, boys and I like. The,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, the boys Invincible is great. Um, even Lord of the Rings, I, I fucking love that show.
0: You have to love it. It costs too much. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. It's like when you watch the show, I'm like, I paid for a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> Look around my house. I'm like, oh, man, I got too many of the same cups from Amazon. We're going to get off track a little bit, but um, I, I do I do hope that we get some good content. Like this. Uh, Is it safe to say that everybody was a fan of this
2: show? Oh, yeah. I didn't love it. To be honest with you, I liked it. I thought it was up there. It's probably my number three Mike Flanagan show, but there's like a lot of things that I really didn't like about it compared to his other shows. Number three is pretty good, Jay. Well, I mean, compared (laughs) to Midnight Club, like. (laughs) I guess. I'm a big fan
3: of, as you may know, uh, there's an author called uh, H.P. Lovecraft, and his biggest inspiration was Edgar. Take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Take a drink. So, yeah, like uh, Lovecraft's favorite author was uh poe and i'm very familiar with poe's work i you know i've not just heard of them <laughs> you know i've read them and I listened to them on audio and stuff like that so i thought it was done really well the way they brought it all together and i thought the show even if it had nothing to do with poe um was just really awesome and engaging and it was fantastic
0: yeah um i mean how would you guys rank this show in terms of the other things he's put out there you could even include the movies too if you want
2: yeah oh, including the uh,
0: movies is definitely going to make it a little bit more difficult yeah, yeah suddenly, basing yeah. basing oh, it i mean, it, like fucked you guys all jesus christ all right, <laughs> but just but just the shows then and how would you place ranking in shows like would it be in your top three and if so like yes
1: yeah for, for me for me it's uh second only to um hill house midnight mass no midnight mass wow oh, shit. All right. midnight mass is that's my a bold absolute statement Justin. favorite midnight yeah. mass is my absolute favorite flanagan show
3: i think my biggest criticism of the ending was it just felt too final and that's why it would for me rank a little bit lower than this and then my top two would either be hill house or this
2: i actually go with this and then hill house and then midnight mass see and that's another bold statement jeez Well, I definitely agree with you, Matt, about Midnight Mass. I really enjoyed it a lot. But counter to your feelings about the ending, I actually love the ending. And I know it kind of like finalized it and like that's it. It's dead in the water. And Unless they do a completely other story, like, you know, some sort of uh, spinoff kind of. It's not going to be the same. But I really enjoyed that a lot. But for me, that was my number two. And Usher would be number three. And like I was mentioning earlier, out of the five things he's done, you know, it's kind of like an easy list in my opinion to make but for me my best and my favorite show is hill house easily yeah um and this this would be uh three so number one for me is hill house two midnight mass three usher yeah i i would say
0: hill house is number one for me i think that blind manor would be number two and this oh. would be number three. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> man we're getting blown wow us. all right <laughs> everywhere i mean yeah I was not a you huge fan. an audible gag? <laughs> <Jesus> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of Bly Manor. It was all right. I wasn't... It's different. It,
3: yeah. You know? The, the end was better than the start. I felt like it was kind of slow until it got its feet under
1: it. I'll give you that. Yeah. I feel like Bly Manor took a little bit to pick up. but It's really good. Once, I mean, it, once it did, it's, it's very good. It is very good. It's
3: like one, two, three, four... Mid, uh excuse me midnight club you know
0: <laughs> yeah
2: but yeah, I, I don't I, think anyone will argue that midnight club is not the worst one yeah it's in his top five shows for sure yeah it's in my top five mike flanagan's netflix shows <laughs> yeah number five by default number By five. default, yeah.
1: number five <laughs> yeah sure
2: um
0: yeah <laughs> somehow it's not <laughs> yeah i i thought black man was pretty good i i thought that uh you know it had like a romantic element to it that i thought worked well it was a little Hmm. Um, unique in terms of like a horror haunting show it wasn't just a repeat of the haunting of hill house which it very much could have been and i think that i think the biggest problem with blind matter was it followed hill house and everybody else was like didn't know how to like take it you know like if you followed hill house with midnight mass it's a very different show and you could sit there and and take it in i'm like okay you know this is like totally different vampires like takes place here you know it's like about the church and stuff like that but Blind Manor was kind of similar to Hill House in terms of like the setup and the look of it and the feel of it. It was it's got a haunted house. So, you know, with a ghost and all this kind of stuff. And and it was like, all right, well, it's very similar. So it's hard. to. I think it was hard to disconnect. But I did. Right. And, I, and I really liked it a lot. I felt the urge to watch that again a couple of times recently. Uh, I just, just had the time for it. But um, I do. I do want to go back to that. I'll go back to that before probably anything else.
1: I actually just re-watched both Hill House and Blind Manor. And I, this time around, I, I found like a newfound appreciation for Blind Manor because I wasn't crazy about it the first time. Uh, this time, I actually, I liked it quite a bit.
0: No, that's a good show. Matt, you told me that uh, this was actually the first show that you got Katie to watch with you out of all of them?
1: Yeah,
3: she, um, you know, over the years, it's been tough for me to get her really into anything horror related but i was really singing mike flanagan's praises and it was the halloween season this autumn season and i just i was <laughs> able to get her on board with it I, I really think
0: that she enjoyed it now hold on a second matt she's your wife and as your property don't you get to force her to watch the shows i just missed out on that oh that's All probably why i got divorced movie. yeah <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> I didn't understand that part. Okay, well that that makes a lot of sense. All right. You live and you learn, Joe. <laughs> but I
3: got the huge tracts of land, and that's it. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna have her join in on the call. I want to. I want you guys to hear her actual input on uh, her first real horror experience.
1: Hey guys.
0: Hey, what's up?
1: What's up, my baby? God, we have a woman on the show.
0: <laughs> uh, we've had Jay on the show for years. <laughs> <laughs> that long (laughs) luscious mexican hair
4: (laughs) how's it going
0: so matt told me that this is like the first flanagan show that you actually watched
4: this is a true fact yep this is the first one i've watched um and to be honest he showed me the trailer And he's like, hey, I'm going to watch this. You want to watch this? me?" And I saw the trailer and I was like, "Uh, hell no. Um, And I was going to get up and leave and he started it. And the first few minutes of the first episode hooked me so much. I kept sitting there and then I kept sitting there until the eighth episode ended. I thought it was really good and I really liked it.
0: Are you like a Poe fan?
4: No, I think I read The Telltale Heart in high school Mm. and that's about it. I'm familiar with some of his works, but I wouldn't say I'm a Poe fan.
0: So like the rest of us, I'm talking to Katie, like I'm interviewing her, like I've never met her before, (laughs) by the way. Nice to
4: meet you, Joe. I've heard so many good things about you. Uh,
0: I don't want to like get into, I mean, look, we could talk about spoilers, obviously, because the show has been around for, you know, uh, a couple months now. And I think everybody that's wanted to see it probably saw it at this point. If you haven't, I don't know why you're listening to this episode. We'll just talk about some of the, uh, some of the episodes, uh, not specifically like one by one, but just sort of like the overarching plot of the show and um some of the characters and where it goes i kind of picked up on what this was going to be very quickly into the show like by the second episode i was like okay each kid is going to be killed off in each episode and that's it like we're gonna you know we we, we start the show off um jesus christ what the fuck's the guy's name again roderick Oh, Usher. Sure. yes, yeah, so we start. We start the. <laughs>
2: Roger, what Robert. was his last name again?
0: Roderick House. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real estate show. Yeah. Oh my god. I, you know, it's funny. I haven't like thought about the show like since I watched it. So like, it's just I, I, when doing this now, I'm like, oh boy, I forgot a lot about it. So yeah, we yeah. we start the show kind of knowing what the ending is, right? It's one of those kind of things where we hear like, oh, you know, uh, our, our main character Roderick. He is telling us a story about how his fucking kids all died, basically. And he's telling it to a a AUSA. This is a federal district attorney that's been uh, investigating this family and the pharmaceutical company that they run. And we're at a point where this is the end of of everything. And he's kind of giving his confession uh, that this guy's been working for for decades. And as he's sitting there telling him everything, we're getting the backstory of this investigation, this family. And then we're getting to see in each episode, how each of his kids died and um, in in fairly tragic and ridiculous ways. The show is, I'd say, a dark comedy, uh, which is different than a lot of other things he's put out because there was really nothing to laugh at at the other three shows we talked about.
1: Well,
3: you think that when he was attacking an invisible cat with a Thor hammer that you didn't I mean that was a, a comedy? What's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just talking about like having all like, your kids die. That was fucking funny to me. <laughs> 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 could you imagine? Um yeah, so uh I, I I mean I think if you saw the trailer and Katie said you saw the trailer and didn't like wasn't interested in it. I think you could see that right off the bat, like it's a very different tone. Than what we got previously. And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna really like this. I I don't know. we know like you didn't care for it when you saw the trailer? Did you guys think the trailer looked good? Because I didn't. No, I did not. Yeah.
4: I think you're mistaken. You thought I didn't care for it. I was freaked out and thought it was gonna be scary.
0: Oh, oh, you were nervous.
4: Different. Yes.
0: Got
3: it. I thought it was gonna be some kind of like weird like billions crime story or something. I didn't know. Like
1: well, more like succession, really, but yeah, I mean the, the the trailer didn't like grip me, but it's my plan again. I don't give a shit what the trailer looks
0: like, you know. Oh yeah, I, I was on board to. I was committed to watching this before like I heard anything about it, reviews or anything like that. I just saw the trailer. and I was just like, it looks kind of silly. Even like the title, like you know, we knew it was based on a post story, and it really had nothing to do with it, like except for like a little little tiny bit. But um, it didn't like. I put it this way. Did did you know the story of the Fall of the House of Usher? Did anyone know that story? I listened to it on audio like long long time ago, like
3: two, three years
0: ago. But Okay, yeah. n- not because of this show.
3: No, no, no. It's like a whole collection because it's free IP or, or fair use, you know, a lot of you can listen to a lot of audiobooks for free. So I just had like gone to sleep listening to a, a Poe collection, you know, kind of thing.
0: Justin J., you didn't you didn't know the story before?
3: nope no
1: i hadn't read no i hadn't read it before
3: yeah okay so i hadn't heard
0: about it so i knew it and matt knew it then all right so matt did you like see the ending then because the ending was basically close to what the story was
3: yeah that so the the ending is literally the only bit that's I, i'm trying to think because the, the guy goes to the house the girl's sick and then like it's just weird it was not really engaging but then it ends well with like how the mo- the, the show ends you yeah know,
0: was like we so bury his comes- sister yeah,
3: yeah, and then she comes back
0: and kills him in the house. falls zone. The house yeah. splits. Yeah, it splits in two, and the the person that's there to uh, obviously it's not a district attorney. It's a. Uh, it's like, like a, his old friend, his old friend right? I thought it was like a, a traveler or something guy. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And, and and a lot of the a lot of that uh, that story, they talk about the different paintings and stuff on the wall and what they're about, and there's like little stories within the story. But uh, o- overall, like it really has nothing to do with this except for like how it ends. Which yeah. when I saw the show and like heard the thumping downstairs and then he he mentioned like oh you'll get her side of the story too at some point i'm like oh well she's fucking very downstairs and that was the only thing that i kind of had spoiled for me knowing a little bit about it but in classic mike flanagan style like he takes the the source material and he goes in a completely different direction completely different direction like i mentioned before blind manor turn is based on turn to screw that book fucking sucks and like it's <laughs> yeah it's hard it's hard to get through and it has nothing to fucking do with that show at all like he literally just took like the name of the house and some of the characters and he made a completely different thing this is no different it's uh yeah
3: like what he did to the catholic religion
0: you know i mean with, with <laughs> the- <laughs> he took the whole drinking blood thing to a different level so Without um, really getting into it episode by episode, why don't we just talk about some of the things that were um, maybe specific uh, parts of episodes or character deaths that really kind of hit home or made you just kind of go, yeah, what were some of your like favorite moments uh, in that regard?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I probably had more issues with a lot of the deaths than those that I enjoyed.
0: Issues meaning they thought it was silly?
2: Yeah, like even from the first episode. sure well when they i'm trying i'm trying to go through each episode in oh, my head yeah. and think like how each one died and well prospero gets his, the whole fucking sex party
3: gets melted to death right which was well, that, which that, is, that one which was, was
1: that one was my favorite yeah that
0: was that my was your favorite yeah
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: just be well, what, what, in what aspects like just because you thought it was like
1: cool looking well, and- okay so okay no listen okay so as far as like just how fucking cool it was, and like gory and fucked up. Yeah. Yes, that's my favorite. Um, like, I'm, I'm not even saying that because, like, oh, I hated Prospero as a character. Like, yeah, nah, they all he, suck. You didn't get to but, n- yeah, like, out of all sure. of them. He was maybe the least sucky.
0: I don't know. I, I was fine with him getting killed. I was looking forward to it. It was like a like watching a slasher movie where you're like kind of rooting for your shitty character to get like murdered. Well,
1: you're rooting for all of them to get it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Victorine was like kind of the, the the one that really got to me. I thought that was like jarring. <laughs> that whole that whole thing. Yeah. Was pretty intense. Um, well her
1: entire episode was like, oh fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, the telltale heart thing. I mean and and, yeah. and also like they they really <laughs> did sort of allude to that better than any of the other titles of um, mm-hmm. post stories. I thought that worked the best. That was my favorite episode. I didn't I didn't really care about the character that much. Um I thought she was like fine. I didn't really know if I was supposed to like like her or hate her. Like I know she we're was to
2: hate them all, but yeah, she was definitely my least favorite character out of all the siblings. Yeah. But her death, I don't know if I would put that as my least favorite. I mean, it was definitely more interesting of the episodes, and it was interesting to see her like starting to go crazy. And when Roderick yeah. is in there like talking to her and she's just like, Oh yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. That's don't worry about that. And it's like Okay, you've actually gone insane now.
0: Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was probably one of the better storylines.
1: Yeah. I, like, I, like
0: I said, character-wise I'm like whatever, she's fine, but story-wise I I really love that. And that episode was probably my favorite. Um like favorite episode, favorite death. Like I I was really like it hit me. I don't know, it's just like it, that really really got to me.
3: Yeah, that episode was done really well. Like even the way they showed her her throw a thing, but they didn't show it hit then. And then All of a sudden when they show later that that is actually the moment when she threw the thing and it it hit her in the head. And not just that it hit her, but like how she was like, You're not gonna tell anyone, right? I guess I have to kill you. <laughs> I
2: know I should evolve so fast. And then when the neighbor was like, Oh, is everything okay in there? She's like, Oh, you never heard of lesbian fucking? It's like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> She's like, they hired the worst
4: work. bodyguards for those kids, by the way. There were multiple times where I was like, Where the heck is this bodyguard for yeah, this yeah, super rich family? And like, they're no
3: yeah. yeah,
0: That shit is not garbage.
3: going on their resume.
0: <laughs> aren't you the guys that did the usher family no oh. that was a different guy that was not me I know. yeah i did not watch the lesbians kill each other
3: that was
0: name sounds made up well he was a bad secret service agent
2: see okay, i think like reflecting on it i think probably my favorite kill scene mostly because it was enjoyable to watch for me was I forget what the other sister's name was that had the two little henchmen that she was sexing Camille. up. Yeah. Camille, yeah. So like when she went to the to the research facility to get all this information about Victorine and she's trying to like it's like, oh yeah, you know. And then like to me, watching Carla Gugino hop onto the table, <laughs> like was very entertaining to me. But like after the reveal, you know, obviously it was the the chimp but like after they come in and find the body, like to me, that was like the worst like visual effects because like the blood didn't look real. Like to me, it just looked like really fake and like really poorly done. But to me, that was probably my favorite kill from all the kids because it was quite entertaining. Yeah. That was, it was that was also very silly. <laughs> yeah. But that, I think that's probably why I enjoyed it the most because it was just entertaining more than anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, speaking of Verna, uh, like, what did you get? like, what was your, I guess, like, your thought process throughout the show about this character? So, My
1: assumption from the, from the get-go was that she was, she was just death. I didn't think that there was any, initially anyway, I didn't think that there was any specific Poe reference in her. And you really don't get it until, I, I started suspecting maybe halfway through who she actually was. Yeah. Which which I was kinda right.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I don't know. I when when I was watching with my girlfriend, I um I can't say it normal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's getting old. Um I figured out kind of early on and I said to her, I was like, I think that her name is an anagram for Raven. I was like, that's probably what it is. And she's just sort of like watching and like guiding these people through death, you know. I didn't know there was like a deal made. Well, I guess you do know that, right? But I didn't know what it was. Like, that part was like a mystery to me. But I kind of figured, like, she was just like this spirit of some of sorts that just was there to kind of guide them through what they had to go through. And that was it. And then, uh, I guess that's really what it was at the end, right? I mean, there's a little
2: bit a little bit more to it. I'm like, yeah. the second or third episode, I had a... Like, obviously, you see her different time periods, and she doesn't age it's the same person. So I've, at first, I thought, like, all right, maybe she's some sort of, like, spectral entity or some demonic figure or something along those lines and then it kind of threw me off when they show the the video recordings and she's actually there so i was like wait hold on a second like is she a real person or is it something that's like figment of these people's imagination like i just didn't understand that element of
4: it? Yeah, that was something I was talking with Matt about, like, how many times was something actually happening? Like, the people were, it was happening to them, like, you could touch it even though it was her and, like, some of the things she was creating. And how many times was it a hallucination that they were visualizing something? So, like, for example, with Leo and, like, the cat and it had, like, brought all those dead rodents and things that it put in the bathtub and then they, like, scroll past it again and then they're, like, all gone. So, it's, like, were they there and she made them disappear or were they not there and Leo was hallucinating them and i feel like i had that experience at multiple times like even like with camille and the chimp it was like was it the chimp and she was hallucinating that it was verna or was it verna possessing the chimp or you know like that type of you couldn't quite figure out what was reality
0: and it was supposed to be that way because so so, like i feel like all his shows do that so that we could sit here and talk about it for hours you know and make a whole fucking podcast about it always (laughs) i have all those unpublished (laughs) podcasts in my closet
3: (laughs) (laughs) We have a shoebox full of podcasts (laughs) Yeah How do you listen to these? (laughs) These don't even fit anymore
2: (laughs) Really it's just One USB drive In in a (laughs) shoebox
1: Rattling around Yeah (laughs) I, I like the fact that Later on when she does present herself to like each of the kids She Gives them that option to like kind of redeem themselves, you know. But I like that she wasn't just this like malevolent force that just came through and said, No, nah, fuck the ushers, you know. Right. But she, she did seem like,
3: like an inevitable, like uh, like a force of nature that's like, I can't be stopped, I'm gonna
2: kill you. It just is this gonna be terrible for you or not. Right. But I agree not- with Matt. I don't think that like I didn't feel when I was watching it that there was an option for redemption. I felt like no matter what. It was going to be the end of them. And, like, do you want to go the easy way or do you want to go the hard?
4: Yeah. The perfect example of that is Fed- is Frederick, right? Because she even tells him, she's like, I could have had you have a heart attack in your car, but then you went and pulled out Maury's teeth with pliers. And so now I'm going to have you die with the pendulum in mm-hmm. this, yeah. you know, abandoned warehouse.
0: Yeah.
2: That's fucking awesome. That was a good one. Yeah. It was really cool.
0: She is like empathetic, though, like with the whole thing. She doesn't just, you know, go about it in this sort of like mustache twirling way. She like, like you guys are saying like there's a choice not really a choice but there is like some kind of sorrow behind uh her and what's going on i think like she's probably the perfect person to play a character like this um yeah she's she's a she's a woman that you don't know if she's fucking 25 or 55 like you know she, <laughs> she's just <laughs> she can play like she can well, just play that character Same
1: thing. Dude, it's the same thing with Samantha Sloyan, who's in everything he does too. Yeah, she's either forty or seventy. We don't know, <laughs>
0: right? So it was. I think. I think she was a, a good actress to play this this character. Um, and yeah, it, it was like very ambiguous, but I like that. I like that about it. It was probably my favorite character of the show.
2: I would agree that she was probably my favorite character, but my favorite sibling by far was Frederick because he was such an asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Elliot.
2: Yeah, Elliot. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I'll be right like back <laughs> a... Dude, he was you such just a like him massive douche. He had douche.
1: a douchey man bun, too.
2: Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> God, he was just such a fucking... Like scumbag ass pisser, mm-hmm. but like tried to like assert power in the most pathetic ways. Like he was so hateable, but he was so good at it. Yeah, yeah. but
2: he reminded me a lot of Kendall. In like Justin was mentioning Succession earlier. I'm not sure if you you've seen that, but he's like a very similar character. He's just like trying to power trip, but he's not good at it, and he's just like yeah, he's just really terrible shitty, he and Yeah, he a douche. Like very entertaining
3: you know, that one death where Lenore is killed and we don't want to see that happen. You know, I feel like how she went on to make that whole, um, the thing happen in society in her name and help all those people. was the way of like, um, giving back to the audience, like, yeah, she's going to die, but all these great things are going to happen because of it and things like that. And it it made us feel not so bad about her her death as well. And like, so she was the protagonist of the, um, the instigator of that. So I, I don't know. I just felt like she was kind of like a,
0: what do you guys think? I, of, I, does that sound like Well, she enemy? also wasn't cut in half. So like it, it made it like a gentler blow too. Like she just sort of yeah. went in her sleep, you know? Yeah.
1: And they kind of had to do that because, you know, had they not set up like kind of that almost redemption for the family through Lenore, you would have hated Mike Lanigan for doing what he did. Right. Cause I'm telling you when, when the camera comes in on her, like during that moment like i wasn't even thinking that lenore was gonna have to go like, for some reason that hadn't even crossed my mind oh no that i that
0: moment yeah no i figured it out and i was like ah oh, fuck yeah no she's she, she's the only one who did literally nothing wrong
1: mm-hmm.
4: and only she actually did good stuff right like she went and helped her mom and you know all this stuff so
1: right so that was that was that was just a gut punch just an absolute gut punch
4: did you think they didn't they didn't believe that the deal with Verna was real, and so that's why they didn't care, you know, because they walked out, and then it was like brick, and they were like, maybe we hallucinated, and we were drinking, and who knows? Because, like, he goes and he has all these kids, and then he has a grandkid that he actually cares about, or did he just not care about his kids, and just cared about building his fortune?
0: Yeah, I mean, they did talk about how he he he, he knew about that, right, it was in the back of his mind, but... Uh, i think the whole point of it was is that she was doing it in a way where like yeah like it instantly disappeared they questioned if it was real like the whole point was she was trying to like deceive them so that they would go up make mm. this decision accurate like actually make the decisions they would make not based out of fear they'd made the decisions to be shitty people like they were supposed to be That's i guess
4: Interesting perspective yeah
0: they're fucking raw, evil,
3: shitty people. You see that in the, in the scene where they murder Griswold. Like, right, it's, it's not just like murdering brick wall. him. Yeah. It's not just murdering him. Oh, man. It's the most like torturous type of way to like. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. End somebody. Like, and they're they're so like stone cold killers, like laughing at them, smirking and shit while they're doing
0: it. Like, they, like he was a scumbag, he was evil, but not at the level that
3: they are. They definitely
0: take the. No, he was just it. douchey. That like that's not enough to be like fucking like tortured and murdered. Like he just this yeah. douches all the whole time.
1: That that was the episode where like when it was over, I like I I, I felt like disturbed because like that's. That's like a fear of mine. that's the idea just scares the shit out of me
3: this that scene made me feel stupid for almost feeling not pity but just like I understood Roderick where oh he was just this good guy that got like went down the wrong path and then you start to realize like, oh, it's all a fucking con like he completely conned his first wife and like that's who he really is. And then you see in the final episode he's like, And I can do it all again. Like you're like, oh my God, this guy's a he is a human piece of shit, you know. He's a necessary evil. You need people like him. For what?
0: Do you need people like that to run the world? Just make up make the really bad decisions that no one wants to make.
3: Run the world into the ground.
0: He had no validating points whatsoever. Like his 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 company didn't like hire tons and tons of people to give them jobs to take care of their families, that he didn't help. Although there were a lot of addicts from that medicine, it did work. And it did help a lot of people, too. Like, people that didn't abuse it.
4: What about the yeah. reigning bodies at the end? It was just, like, piles upon piles yeah. upon piles of bodies. Like Oh, stankers, no, I stankers. know.
0: I think that's what he thinks. And I think I kind of understand that that's the kind of character he was. I'm not saying I agree with anything he did. But, like, I just know that you need people like that.
3: I don't know. I think he knew it was addictive. And I think he wanted oh, people of course to get it he- yeah, so I don't yeah. I don't think there was any philanthropy in it whatsoever. I don't think it's it no. was a necessary thing.
4: Then again, I mean, yeah, Juno was addictive, but from the way they framed it, and she seemed to admit this, she probably wouldn't have survived, right? Yeah. So, and, and to right. Joe's point, I think that's what this show does so well that makes it so intriguing is like you sometimes are not sure how you should feel. And like sometimes you feel bad for someone, you're like, Well, I shouldn't feel bad for this person, yeah. or like yeah. you can kind of see both sides of the of the coin um, and you are like internally conflicted which yeah. I, that's why I found the show so enjoyable is kind of that experience of being like oh darn I'm feeling sympathetic for this like evil person and vice versa
0: yeah it's very nuanced yeah like you guys didn't go back and forth on your opinions like in the beginning at least like before you knew oh we're supposed to fucking hate them all you know we're yeah, told sure. a lot of things we're told a lot of things like that's just what it is but it doesn't mean that that has to be like you Oh, yeah, they're all garbage people. Like, they're not
2: all garbage people. Like, even Victorine was like trying to do the right thing. Well, the company Actually. from the start is like trash. Like, you can see this company's crap. And Roderick's trying to come in and he's trying to pitch his thing. And I think his intention at the start was just to support his family. Like, that's how I felt because it's showing you the scenes where he's at home with his wife and the kid and the sister. And he's trying to push, he's trying to get a higher salary, better position in the company, whatever. And then when he, gets shut down and he's getting blackmailed and he's dealing with all this other corporate thing find you to find out that the corporation is signing people's names you know when they're not supposed to be and doing all this other other you know under the table backdoor shit it's like yeah this company's crap but then he's making these deals with verna and i think at like to katie's point like i don't know if he genuinely believed that it was something that was actually going to happen i feel like he was venting and stressed and like they just committed this crime you know legitimately buried him alive i don't know if they he necessarily believed like yes i'm making a deal with the devil right now and i'm yeah we're gonna is go forward case. with this yeah. well right?
1: let's 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 think about this though it's it's ambiguous as to whether or not roderick actually believed or not Madeline, okay. on the other hand,
2: madeline believe one hundred percent believe absolutely. Madeline is the worst
1: yeah. out of all. Well, she of was them.
2: the catalyst well, for behind her. the whole thing. She was very controlling yeah. of Roderick, one hundred percent.
0: Although Madeline was probably worse than him, I, you can kind of argue she's not because she was more convicted in what she, was she, who she was, what she believes in. Yeah, she's a fully
3: convicted sociopath. hundred
0: percent. Right. Yeah, she was <laughs> like <laughs> she knew who she okay, was. But-
1: but let me ask you this: Like, you, you know, as maybe necessary as you say, some of these douchebags uh, are in the world. Are you going to shed a single fucking tear if any of these horrible things happen? To no, any I didn't of them? say that. Yeah, absolutely no. not. No, fuck them all. Fuck no. them all.
2: <laughs> right. So, what I really didn't like about the show is that from episode one, you get an idea of where the where the show is going. Right. You're like, okay, everyone's going to die. So, like to me, it was like. There was no really mystery. There was no intrigue that's like present in the other Mike Flanagan shows like *Blind Manor and Hill House and Midnight Mass. There was it's like, okay, I know every episode someone's going to die. Like One of the kids is going to die. It's like, all right, they're just going to show you how it happened. And to me, that like lost a lot of points.
0: I understand you're saying like it was like a a mystery aspect that was taken out of it because you knew it was going to happen. But you didn't like like that. No, I kind of feel like it lets you enjoy the show more. Like, okay, cool. I don't have to sit here and think about it too much. Just let it happen.
2: I actually lost a a decent amount of interest in the show after watching the first and second episodes. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm sorry I made you do this. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So sorry to make you have to relive this experience, Jay. Yeah, but still top
2: three Mike Flanagan Netflix shows. I don't get it, but all right. <laughs> did you know that what was going to happen on this podcast that we were all going like to I did, yeah. and that's
1: why I don't like it.
0: <laughs> so with that said, uh, have a good fucking night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at sexyvampteeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites, and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night.
2: You've been listening
1: to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. I'm Jay over there.
0: <laughs> What's no, up, guys? Okay. Jay I didn't know that's how we're gonna. Holy Sorry. shit, guys! You had one fucking job. We had
2: one job and we blew it. But I blame the glasses. Job
1: description. Yeah.
2: The problem is, I put the glasses on. I turned into a whole new person. I forgot what to do. Hey, it's Matt. Beautiful. <laughs> Bro, Matt, you were <laughs> you disrupting the <laughs> the whole fucking vibe right now. Because I can't even keep it fucking straight face. <laughs>